is the Holy Spirit. Does he speak in tongues? Does he baptize? Is he charismatic? Is he Pentecostal? Is he a person? Church, how are you doing tonight? You doing good? So back, back home from a long, long journey. I was in Canada, I was in America, I was in uh, Asia, I was also in Switzerland. One week in Wildhaus. Do you know Wildhaus? It's a very small <laughs> village in the mountain uh, because Switzerland is very beautiful actually when the sun is shining. You had an amazing summer and I spent only one week in Switzerland and that week was the last week was rainy for four days. That's why my voice is gone, yeah. Um, uh, for me, like, after summer, it's always like a new season. It's starting for us as a church. And, uh, for example, a year ago, I remember before I went to the summer break, uh, the, the whole Samsung hall, they were in the process of building. And for me, a little bit, it was a little bit like stress. Is Will all the money, we, we had to reach 4.9 million Swiss francs. My question was, are we able to reach, to raise them 4.9 million together? Uh, and uh, the cool thing is we uh, raised about 5 million, more than the target of 4.9 million. Now, we are in this beautiful building, right? For more than six months, and we get used of it, right? But this building is still a miracle. And let's give God for that a big hand, because this is beautiful, this is awesome, this is amazing, outstanding, right? But there's a second thing. Uh, just only a beautiful building without the content is just a beautiful building. For example, if you have a beautiful face but no content, sorry, it's just beautiful. But that's, that's not all. But if somebody has a nice content, you smile out, your, out of your eyes and you're really beautiful. And I believe we have to go into seasons, we have to fill the building with the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why I came up with my preaching team. Let's start a series about the Holy Spirit because a nice building with an amazing content means revival will take place out from that place. It's what I believe from the bottom of my heart. Do you believe this as well? Come on. If you believe this together, everything is possible. The title for the message is Holy Spirit of God who helps me. Uh, sometimes people ask me, what is the benefit if you have the Holy Spirit? It's very simple. Here is a cartoon, a clip, uh, the life without the Holy Spirit and a life with the Holy Spirit. And you will see it's a big, big difference here on the screen.
Come on. Amazing. So before I go into the, the message, like about, we'll say, 12 to 15 hours before Jesus was crucified, he spoke to the disciples. He said, guys, I will leave earth. But don't despair. I will send somebody along your side. He will stick with you till the end of your days. And let's go to an amazing Bible verse in John chapter 14, verse 16 and 17. And I will draw you something on my iPad, just underline certain words to give you a background about the Holy Spirit. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. Here's the word advocate. This is a very important word uh, if you study theology. To help you and will be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him. But you know him, so is the him, 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 for he lives with you and will be in you. Here's the word him. If you study theology, here's amazing nuggets because sometimes people believe and think the Holy Spirit is like air, it's like wind, it's like oil, it's like fire. This is more like characteristics of the Holy Spirit. But here is the Bible actually saying, Him is a person. He is not an it. He is a person. Why is that so important that the Holy Spirit is a person, not just a it or air or wind or fire? If you have a relationship with the wind, something is wrong with you. You're very weird, right? But you have a relationship with a person, it's a total different story. Here, Jesus actually saying, he is a person, he will stick with you forever. Here the word advocate, comes from the word parakaletos. Comes actually from parakaleo. And you can split this word in two parts. Para means alongside. Kaleo means to come. If you put these two words together, means to come alongside. I will send a person who sticks with you and he is like a friend, a helper. He knows everything, he feels everything and he will do the same thing what I have done to you. And that's like the basics of the message. The Holy Spirit is a person. Point number one, the Holy Spirit is my helper. In John 16, 12 and 13, and I will underline again some words just to be clear. On that point, I have much more to say, more than can you now bear. This is actually what my wife is always saying to me. I could much more say to you, but you're not, all, you're not all evil, able to handle one thing. But Jesus is saying the same thing to you and me. Same, 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 nothing new under the sun. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. Here is the same thing again. Jesus is saying he is a person along the side and he will live in you forever. I want to be clear right in the beginning, the Holy Spirit is not just a force or like wind or fire or like an emotion. 
He is literally a person who lives in you. And here the Bible is saying, he speaks to you all the time. But you know how many Christians I meet all the time say, I don't hear the Holy Spirit. I have no clue how the Holy Spirit speaks to me. Tell me how. And uh, uh, the thing is, we have about 20 to 60,000 thoughts a day. 20 to 60,000 thoughts a day. That means we can hear all the time, but I read an amazing statistics which says 72% of our thoughts are insignificant, with other words, nonsense. 25% <laughs> are destructive thoughts, and only 3% are uplifting thoughts. With other words, the Holy Spirit speaks to us, but we are, we are full of different thoughts and we have to create space every day, a space, a moment where we say, good morning, Holy Spirit, speak to me and I'm quiet for a moment and just listening what God wants to say to me. Look, my agenda is pretty full, but I, every morning when I get up, I say, Holy Spirit, here I am. Is there anything you want to do with me? You want to surprise me? You want to speak to me? Come on, Spirit of God, lead me and guide me because I don't live for my own. I live for the kingdom of God to glorify Jesus Christ in my personal life. I have no other agenda than the agenda of God. I met a guy in Scottsdale, Phoenix, Arizona, a, a pilot, a private pilot. And he said to me, Pastor Leo, one year ago you preached in Scottsdale about the Holy Spirit. And you saved my life. Your message saved my life. And I asked him, what kind of a message have I preached? Because sometimes people are quoting things I not even preached. They just think I preached. And I asked him, tell me what kind of a message I preached. And, I, and that said to me, you preached about a lightning bolt moment. You're living here, wherever, Scottsdale, Zurich, Bettensville, wherever. Sometimes, often, we have a lightning bolt moment from the Holy Spirit. He speaks to us in one second. And when you hear the Holy Spirit, the thought stays there for only 10 seconds. It's not long, right? That means if you're patient enough, the thought is gone. For example, when the Spirit of God is saying to you, do the dishwash, wait 10 seconds, gone. I promise you, it works very well. And after 10 seconds, for example, the lightning bolt moments disappear in the same way how it came. And in then 10 seconds, you have three words, the but, but, the lust, oh, I'm not in the mood, and the logic, logic. And he said to me, you preached about that, and I listened to that, said, oh, that's an amazing message. But that message just actually saved my life and said, okay, tell me the story. He said to me, I flew out with, with the private jet with some basketball stores to another city. And I had their game and I came home to the, to the plane very late. And I checked everything on the, in, on, in the plane and the, the, the tower said, ready to go. And when I was on the field, just the deporter, I had a lightning bolt moment. I heard that the Holy Spirit saying, stop. They put the wrong fuel in the plane. I said, no, come on. This is not just a small airport. This is the D airport. 
I mean, how many times I landed here and how many times they filled up my plane and my logic says, no flipping way. It's not possible. And there's another thing, behind me, there were three other planes to departure. Can you feel, know what it means to be in the front and three planes behind you? And then I realized, you preached about those 10 seconds that could save your life. And the whole graphic you teached came to my mind. I said, tower, there's a problem by my plane. I turned back and I checked the fuel and I was shocked that I put in the wrong fuel. And I know if I will deport it after 10 minutes, my plane will be crashed and we will be dead forever. And he said, thank you so much for the teaching about the Holy Spirit. And this illustration is not just a 10-second advice. These 10 seconds in your life, when the Spirit of God speaks to you, signs and miracles will take place in your life. And the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 30, 30, uh, 21, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you. There is a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk on it. Do you know why you hear the Holy Spirit? Because you got sheep and a sheep is able to understand the whispering voice of the Holy Spirit. As long you're following God, as more you're able to understand the voice of the Holy Spirit. He is your helper. This 10 seconds, we have this all the time in our lives. Point number two, don't be shocked about the title. The Holy Spirit is my friend and he is not weird. Why I'm saying that? Look, here is the thing. I grew, I grew up in a Catholic church and for us a Catholic, the Holy Spirit is just a spirit somewhere far away. I cannot see him. I cannot feel him. And sometimes I was very shocked. I, I went to a very hyper-charismatic church. Nothing against hyper-charismatic church. But sometimes in a hyper-charismatic church, they are very weird people. Very weird people. For example, there was a woman. She was filled with the Holy Spirit. She fell down and she, she started to act like a chicken. And her voice was like a chicken. And I was afraid. The guy said, if you want to have the Holy Spirit, please come to the front. I said, no flipping way. I don't want to be a chicken. I don't want to. You know what I mean? And so often, I want to have the Holy Spirit. But when I see those weird people say, oh, no, there's nothing for me. Here's the thing. There are certain people, they are weird with the Holy Spirit, right? But here's the thing. They're also weird without the Holy Spirit. I read a statistic says every third person is weird. If you don't believe me, turn around, count them on two, three, and you will say, Pastor Leo, you say right. With other words, all around are weird people. Only because a car company built a weird car doesn't mean all the cars are weird, right? Only because a one woman on planet Earth is weird doesn't mean all the women are weird. Sometimes just people are weird because they're weird anyhow, with the Spirit or without the Spirit. But here is the thing. 
Uh, Joseph Abel Abrel, an amazing quote. I had to read it maybe 10 times until I get it. The Holy Spirit causes the impossible to become possible and the possible to become impossible in our lives. In other words, the Holy Spirit can do miracles. He opens doors, promotes you, but in the same way, He can close doors and you felt that door, that promotion, it's good for me. The Holy Spirit is like, Poof. no, He can do things in your life. Three points about the Holy Spirit. He sees what happens. If he is along your side, he sees exactly what happens. He hears what you say. Your words, your talking, he hears it. And he carries what bears you down. And this is what I like about the Holy Spirit. It's not just air, wind, or fire. It's a person who lives in me with all the emotions. And he helps me to finish my race. Look, here's the deal. The most important thing as a, as a follower of Christ is not how can I become rich or famous or whatever. The main goal in our lives is to finish the race. Finish the race with Jesus Christ. That's the, mo the most uh, thing in our lives. In Acts chapter 2 verse 47, and that's for me an amazing about the verse, because the very first time in the New Testament when you see the Holy Spirit is operating, it's by the birth of the first church. The first church was an amazing encounter and power of the Holy Spirit. Because there were the disciples, they were in a room, they were praying, they were waiting for the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of God is poured out. And the same dudes, they're going out and preach the gospel. And 3,000 people get saved. And here's the thing, all the time, we hear the number 3,000. But behind every number, there is a story. Doesn't matter how big Isaac Zurich is. Behind every number, there is a story. There are signs and miracles. People are changed. People are healed. People turn back to God. Families are uh, united. A lot of miracles took place. And the Spirit of God was the beginning, the opening source that the body of Christ, the church, has changed forever. In verse 2, verse 47, and they gave thanks to God, and all the people respected them. The Lord added to the group each day those who were being saved from the punishment of sin. The church starts to grow because of the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not weird. Without the Holy Spirit, church sucks. Even a family sucks. But with the Spirit of God, action comes into the game. And uh, the first church is for us always a role model. And when, when, when we started ICF, Zurich said, a church with the power of the Holy Spirit can do everything and anything. Our church exists more than 21 years now. And we took a, a, a break some months ago, just reflect the vision statement, the values and the dreams. Because after 20 years, sometimes you have to rewrite certain things. But for us, the foundation was always the first church and will always be the first church because the first church had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Here is the new dream, new rewritten of ICF Zurich on this amazing flipping big
We dream of a church where Jesus Christ is at the center. He stirs in her a unique passion, unfolding in life-changing preachings, powerful worship, and overflowing creativity. In this church, we celebrate and enjoy the relationship to our Heavenly Father with enthusiasm, and we get to know Him deeper and deeper in all His facets. We long for a church that is open to everyone, no matter where people come from and regardless of their history. Here, everyone finds a home. This church is a family marked by unconditional love, unity, and a serving leadership. The needs of society compel her to compassionate action. She is known for her generosity, looks towards the needs and not away from them. We long to experience God's power knowing that all things are possible for God. We expect for the Holy Spirit to work amongst us and for us to experience His miracles. It is our passion to see a church that gives her very best for God, speaks the language of our time, and sees herself as part of the solution. In the church we dream of, many people find faith in Jesus Christ and become more and more like Him. While this church is constantly growing, it is also getting more personal through small groups and has a positive influence on our families, friends, and society. May God fulfill this dream through us. What an amazing dream based on the first church based on the power of the Holy Spirit, and I have a dream that the best season of the church is in front of us. I believe Europe needs churches more than ever. Europe needs more the Holy Spirit than ever because there's so many people that are lost without Christ, and I believe we need the Spirit of God just that the signs and miracles will take place in so many lives. The last point is the Holy Spirit is my God. And I want to ask you some questions. I believe for the most of people, it's not a big deal. We believe that God, the Father, He is God. No, no doubt about it. Jesus, the Son of God, is also God. No question. God is saying, if you see me, you see my Son. When you see the work of my Son, you see me. Jesus and God, it's God. No question about it. What's about the Holy Spirit? Some people say, um, yeah, He's also there in the Trinity somehow. But what is the position of the Holy Spirit? Yeah, he's also there. But is he God or not? And it's a very important question. And in John 16, verse 14, verse 17, Jesus is saying, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. Question. When God is in heaven... And when Jesus is in heaven too, who lives in us? It's the Holy Spirit. It's not Jesus lives in you. It's the Holy Spirit lives in you. Why is that so important? Because so often we don't get the message that the Spirit of God is a person a person wants to have a relationship. A person wants to talk. I am married. I can be married and never have a conversation with my wife. Yeah, it's possible. But then marriage makes no sense at all. The same thing with the Holy Spirit. He can be a part of your life, but you never have a conversation. You are with the Spirit, but makes no sense at all. With other words, if the Spirit of God is in you, 
How does the relationship look like? Uh, many Christians are afraid, cannot praise the Holy Spirit? No, talking, yes. The Spirit of God leads always to Jesus, and Jesus to the Father, and the Father to Jesus. Jesus to the Holy Spirit is like a, a winning team. But the Spirit of God, theologically, lives in you. Now, Acts chapter 5, verse 3 to 4, and that's an amazing Bible verse. If you don't believe it, you can write, the, write this down, because the first church, they raised every money, everything together, like one pot. Sometimes people say to me, in ISIF Zurich, you have to donate 10%, and then they reach 2018. It's ridiculous. I say, okay, have you ever read the Bible from the beginning? The first church, they gave everything. Everything is more than 10%. It's flipping a lot. But in every system, there is a black sheep, right? Ananias and Sapphira, they took some money for themselves. And here is an amazing Bible verse about the Holy Spirit is God. Why did you, Ananias and Sapphira, lie to the Holy Spirit? They haven't lied to God, to Jesus, to the Holy Spirit. And keep yourself a part of the money you received for the land. You lie to God and not to us. Here the Bible is clear. It says, you lie to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is God. With other words, the Spirit of God who lives in you, it's God. And that led me to an amazing revelation because my background is Catholic. And for me, the Holy Spirit was just a word. And about after five years, I was born again. But for the very first time, I understood the message that the Holy Spirit is the person who lives in me, is God. And from then on, every morning, I have my prayer life as saying, Holy, good morning, Holy Spirit. That title is based on a book from Benny Hinn. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Is there anything you want to do with me, through me? Is there anything? Let's go together along the side into the day. If you are bored sometimes as a Christian, then it's the reason you don't have enough relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because the biggest adventure in your life, it's the Holy Spirit. You never know what ideas He has in store for you. You never know. Tell you two stories in closing of the message. I was in Penang in an amazing hotel. There was a big conference I preached there. And uh, I was on the way for the rooftop infinity pool. Uh, 24 floor, you can see over the whole city and everything. And uh, my goal was to take a break for one hour. And next to me was a Chinese or Asian family. The elevator opened, they went in, and all of a sudden, I saw glasses on the floor. And I picked the glasses of a brand new Ray-Ban. I said, praise God. Thank you so much for the gift. Have you ever... Had this situation, I pushed the button, 24 um, level, and then arrived by the infinity pool. And now I brought you a picture that you, have, that, you, that you feel it. You feel it. Penang, Malaysia. And in that moment, I'm hearing a voice. You go down, look for the family, and bring them the glass by yourself. My logic said, no, God. I give it to this amazing guy who opens the door, he works for the, for the hotel, and he can bring that somehow down. 
But you know when you hear that voice, don't argue with God. It's for nothing. You know what, you know what was the problem? I'll give you a little background. I flew to Penang 25 flying hours. I flew from Tampa to Chicago, from Chicago to Zurich, went to the hairdresser, took the next plane from Zurich to Singapore, from Singapore to Penang, and after 25 flying hours without the layovers, I arrived in Penang, 10 o'clock in the morning, they picked me straight to the conference. I preached 11 times, and Sunday, I had one flipping hour for myself on the rooftop for me sunbathing before flying out from Singapore. One hour. I said, God, why are you doing this to me? I'm serving you 11 messages. Do you want to break me? And I took the glasses. I was so happy in my heart. Push the button number one, all the way down. Walk to the lobby, family, where's family, family, family. You lost the glasses, where's the family? There's so many people, all of a sudden I saw the family. I handed the glasses over to her and she starts to cry. I went up and I lost 20 minutes. And at 40 minutes was my whole break in Penang. I tell you, my life is not boring because the Holy Spirit keeps me busy. I arrived in Zurich airport. I had to change money. It was a huge line. In front of me was an old guy changed money. And he left. And in that moment I saw a purse. I said, no way. Why have I seen that? And a voice says to me, you're stepping out from the line. Go to after this guy and bring the purse to him. Stepping out in a line in Switzerland means you lose the position. In America, you can step in. This is America. But Germany, Switzerland, sorry. You can line up again. I said, God, I'm so tired from the trip. I said, go, do it. It's your job. I took the purse, was very happy. Very tired. Went to this guy, said, guy, sorry, you forgot the purse. In that moment, he turned white. Oh my gosh, he said to me, you have no clue. I'm traveling an amazing trip and without the purse, I am lost. He opened the purse and he handed over about 300 Swiss francs as a gift. And at that moment, I started to smile. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You make me rich. And in the same moment, I hear a voice. No, you don't take it. This is a no-go. Because if a guy loses the purse, this is dignity. This is, you are a man. You are a man. You do the right thing. And said, guy, sorry. I cannot take the money. Take it. No, I cannot. Because I believe in my position, you will do the same thing. And he left. And then I had to line up again to change the money. Do you see, what's, what's, what's the point to telling two downlifting stories? Here's the thing. With the Spirit of God, you are never bored. Never. 
this morning, I sat in the church about 8 o'clock in the morning. I saw the Reach 2018 flyer. I took it, I read it, and I said to God, Oh, why I'm not asking you right now before even the church celebration starts, how much can I give? Why should I wait for six weeks? <clears throat> I heard a number. The number, I was shocked. I wasn't even able to tell my wife. And I wrote it down, shoot an email to ICF staff and said, that's my commitment of Reach 2018. Even before we announced the flyer. Here's the thing. Money is always a test. Every test will become a testimony. If you want to tell testimonies in your life, then you will be tested. There is no miracle without a test. And God is testing us all the time. And what I like about the Holy Spirit, He speaks to us all the time. Lightning bolts moment and He keeps our life on fire. Closing this afternoon, I would love to pray with you. Because it's the opening message for the series about the Holy Spirit. And I believe in the next six weeks, your life will be not the same again. I believe if you say, Holy Spirit, good morning. Here I am. Use me. Speak to me. Change me. Challenge me. He will speak to you in things you never dreamt. Next Sunday, I will tell you a story how the Holy Spirit challenged me six weeks ago. And let's bow our heads, close our eyes. What a love about the Holy Spirit. He is a gentleman. He is soft. If you are afraid, He will never misuse you. He handles your life with care. Thank you, Father God, that you have sent the Holy Spirit along our side where Jesus was. And thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are a person. And right now, I want to invite you. You are a part of my life. Let's do life together. Just explain me the kingdom of God. Explain me the wishes and dreams of God. Is there anything, Holy Spirit, right now you want to do through me, with me, or because of me? Can we be quiet for a moment? Because I love and I like when the Spirit of God is talking to you. It's another level. God He is in you Welcome Holy Spirit Renew me 
restore me empower me equip me refresh me to be a tool in the hands of God Almighty refresh me I believe right now a lot of people you had some experiences with Christian with churches or some expectations to God but you are disappointed because you thought that God is different you had a certain expectation how God will solve that problem but it came different don't let your past determine your future don't let your past determine your future Spirit of God Manchmal frage ich mich, wenn alles andere versagt und zerbricht, was bleibt zurück? Warum sind wir von überall hierher gekommen? Weil am Ende vom Tag nichts anderes Bestand hat. Wie würde das aussehen? Was wären die Konsequenzen von etwas so Radikalem? Wie würde es aussehen, Jesus tatsächlich zu folgen? Freundschaften können zerbrechen, Karriere vergehen und am Ende wird Reichtum wertlos. Er weckt einen Durst für Wahrheit, Mitgefühl und Liebe, den nichts auf dieser Welt jemals löschen kann. Worauf können wir also wirklich unser Leben, unsere Hoffnung bauen? Es gibt nur die einzige Sache, wenn alles gesagt und getan ist. Er allein ist unser Fels, 
unsere Mitte und unser Fundament.